Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh lolly, 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 lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is Shuri Spiceness and everything niceness here on OCRFM 98.3 across Collican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Good afternoon, delight, Max. Hello. <laughs> oh, we finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is crazy because uh, so many folks have. Uh, not been in the studio due to the coronavirus restrictions. The computers aren't getting the day-to-day use that they're used to here at OCRFM, and they uh, decide to go to sleep. <laughs> it takes forever to try and get them back up and working. Anywho, we, we've got a show to do, haven't we? How's your week been? Good. What have you been up to in the past seven days? Uh, we went to Port Campbell. All right. Yeah, for a night. Nice, nice. Get yeah. up to any mischief there? Uh, we tried to um, see the penguins. Yep. But we didn't manage to see them. Ah, dang. Yeah. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. D- did you get to enjoy much else there? Yeah. We went to the 12 fossils and all the oh, yep. other stuff there. Bit of a touristy route. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Well, uh, we're going to jump straight into what's new, and uh, let's <laughs> get straight into that. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, it is time for us to check out what's new. Now, technically... These aren't quite as new as the things we normally have on Afternoon Delight, are they? No. Because uh, we're looking at three different flavours of oak milk. However, <laughs> the reason that we didn't get round to focusing on them when they were first launched is they were part of a competition. We didn't want to be influencing the vote. Uh, so earlier in the year, uh, about April, I think, I don't know, when was that? Lockdown three, four, maybe? <laughs> um Oak launched a competition for people to generate their own flavours. So you could uh, submit suggestions for flavours, give it a name, and then uh, three finalists were picked, um, Chloe, Josh, and Paul, and they created their own flavours, and we have those three uh, here with us today, you at your house, me here in the studio. Yeah. So, what are the three flavors that people were able to vote for? Paul's s'mores, please. Chloe's welcome to the crumble, and Joss's banana offie chop top. I think it is. Yeah, banana. So, re- all three very different flavors. Yeah. So, we're going to have a bit of a uh, 
slurp of all three and see if the country voted correctly <laughs> because the winner has been crowned back in July. Uh, you can still get these flavours on the shelf at the moment, but the competition itself has finished. So which one would you like to uh, start off with, Max? Uh, the um, crumble. The, the apple, Chloe's one. Yeah, Chloe's apple crumble. So uh, it comes in a bright green uh, carton, which traditionally you would um, associate with kind of uh, lime, which in fact Oak have at the moment. They've got a lime spider flavour out. Um, So they're not wasting the packaging. (laughs) But this one, it's uh, decorated with biscuit crumb and Granny Smith apples. So have a... uh, have a slurp. Let me know what you think of Chloe's Welcome to the Crumble. What's your thoughts? It's different. Different, yeah. Does apple crumble work as a milk drink? I don't know. You can definitely taste apple. Do you taste the biscuity, sugary crumble of apple crumble? Sort of, yeah. Sort of. It's got a sugary aftertaste, but um, mm. it's... Sometimes when apple flavours, they they often go with the sour apple. This is quite pleasant, to be honest. Yeah. Um, It says that Chloe loved this banging retro flavour as much as she loves belting out an 80s banger, crisp apple and toasted golden crumble. So welcome to Crumble. It's going to bring Hungry Thirsty to its na-na-na-na-na-na-na knees. That's the uh, (laughs) influence of the song Welcome to the Jungle. Um. Being the first one, that what what thoughts have you got on the the taste and the flavour and uh, everything about it? It tastes sugary. Yeah, quite sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think to try and balance out, sometimes apple drink or apple flavouring can be quite tart. So I think they've probably added a heap of sugar to try and balance that out. Uh, looking at the packaging. Uh, serving size is 300 mil, so a little carton technically is two serves, but uh, it, per serving or per 100 mils, you got 10 grams of sugar in that. So uh, not sure that's uh, all that crash hot for you. Uh, what do you want to go with next? Uh, s'mores. S'mores? Paul's S'mores, okay. So uh, we're thinking... Um, very much a campfire tradition from the Americas that's slowly uh, making its way to Australia. Have you ever had s'mores by the campfire, Max? Yep. Yep. Do you want to explain what you need to do to make them? Uh, roast marshmallow, put it on a um, biscuit, mm-hmm. put some chocolate on it, then another biscuit on top. And you got a hot chocolate biscuit, basically. <laughs> yeah. So what's your prediction for uh, this flavouring, then? Chocolatey. Chocolatey prediction. Because the outside packaging, they've gone with purple, but then they've got kind of caramel chocolate biscuit marshmallow pictures. Or maybe it's just chocolate, not caramel. Hmm. Okay, so uh, let us know what you think of the flavour of Paul S'mores. It looks very chocolatey. It tastes chocolatey. Mm. Can you taste marshmallow or biscuit? Not really, no. 
Ochre usually pretty good at making strange flavours work. This one, the cocoa-y taste, it's, it's not like a dark chocolate, but it's missing the marshmallowness, if you ask me. Yeah. I'd, I'd expect, considering how sweet the um, apple crumble one was, it wouldn't take much to add that chocolate taste. But uh, what do we got sugar-wise here? Uh, per 100 grams. Oh, it's actually more sugar. 10.4 grams of sugar in this one versus the 10.1 in the apple crumble. So it technically does have more sugar flavor in it, but uh, they've obviously gone with a very cocoa-y chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's your uh, verdict? It tastes just like chocolate milk. Yeah, exactly. They haven't really branched out all that much. Yeah. Okay. Better than the apple crumble or on par? I don't know. Can't pick it? Yeah. Okay, well, that means we've got one left. Josh's Banoffee Choc Top. So we're looking at toffee, banana, and chocolate milk. Interesting that two chocolates got through into the mix. I'd love to see the list of uh, all the possibilities for the oak flavour generator that uh, could have been. But let me know what yeah. you think. It tastes like the um, banana lollies. Yeah, it does. It's got that very chemical banana taste. Like, there used to be a banana toothpaste you could get. <laughs> That's exactly what this tastes like. It does have a bit of a lingering chocolate aftertaste, though. That might be because we've had the s'mores before that. Mm. Sadly, when you go to the Oak Flavor Generator website, you can no longer see all the original options that were there. I know they had uh, different mixes um, that you could piece together yourself, give it a name and see how it went. But uh, of those three, which one would you claim to be the top flavour if you were to vote? Which the banana. The banoffee? Banana. Banoffee, yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you, because I, I actually agree, banoffee would have been the one that I would have gone with because it's got that really, uh, like I'm a banana milk fan at the best of times, but it's a good combo. Uh, but <laughs> we've been outvoted. Australia has crowned the winner to be Paul. With the s'mores. That said, in the comments, uh, there's a few people saying that the Banoffee definitely should have ranked up there. There's a lot of people that uh, did agree, though, and said s'mores was the best. Uh, And then some people have gone off on a tangent and talked about some of the other flavours that they've got out there, such as the ones we've had on the show before, the Redskin flavour and that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, there you go. S'mores is the one that won. Uh, We'll post that up on our Facebook page. And congratulations again to Random Paul, whoever you are, uh, the winning flavour that uh, will continue to be on the shelf. But as we said, Oak are often uh, putting out brand new flavours into the the mix. So Choc Honeycomb is out there. Um, The Lime Spider is out at the moment. There's sure to be new flavours hitting the shelves over summer. 
But uh, we will take a very quick break here and we'll be back to check out this week's topic. So stick around. Time now on Afternoon Delight to take a look at this week's topic. And uh, originally, <laughs> I was going to be focusing today on uh, Roll Dahl Day, which was uh, during the week. Um, it's celebrated every year as a celebration of Roll Dahl and his birthday and things like that. Uh, and we were going to focus on the, the Wonka products. Are you a fan of Roll Dahl's work, Max? Yeah. Got a favourite Dahl story? Uh, don't know. Don't know. It's got plenty out there. James and the Giant Peach, Fantastic Mr. Fox, BFG, The Twits, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, George's Marvelous Medicine, Matilda, they're all up there. But uh, the one that kind of relates the most to this show would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the creation of Willy Wonka. Um, so much so that there was a total um, branding of Willy Wonka products for quite a long time. Have you seen those products up on the shelves before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, they had things like bottle caps, Laffy Taffy, Pixie Sticks, Nerds, Sweethearts. Uh, they had the Wonka bars, Scrum Diddly Umptious bars. Um, what else did they have? Oh, the, the, the rope things. I can't think what they're called off the top of my head. But uh, lots of um, things inspired by Roald Dahl's writing oompas that's um the chewy little things as well rinky dinks punkies <laughs> wonka biscuits and uh sadly um we've we've left it two years too late max <laughs> because the willy wonka candy company was a brand uh owned and licensed through nestle but it was discontinued when they sold it off to ferrera candy company uh and it's now just referred to as the nestle candy shop brand so it's a bit sad that it's lost out uh, on the, the Willy Wonka branding because it's tied so closely to the original texts and the movie tie-ins and things like that. And when they had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies, they would tie in a lot of products to that particular movie. So you could buy Wonka bars that look very similar to those in the movies. But uh, something that always fascinated me as a child because we didn't really have them here in Australia. They were very much a UK item. Uh, gobstoppers. So what do you know about gobstoppers, Max? Uh, hard to eat. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book, um, Willy Wonka had invented the everlasting gobstopper, where it, you could buy it for not very much money at all. It had been created for children who had not much pocket money. And so it would change colours and flavours when you sucked on it, but it would never get any smaller and it would never disappear, unlike all the other lollies. But um, the fictional Everlasting Gobstopper did make way for the real Gobstopper created through the Wonka branding. There were Gobstoppers previous to this one, but uh, here in Australia, it's probably the first time we've had them on the market. Uh, in America, Gobstoppers and Jawbreakers are well-known, um, and have you ever seen a jawbreaker before, Max? I don't know. 
They are massive. So gobstoppers are kind of marble-sized, but mm. uh, jawbreakers can be golf ball-sized or larger. Uh. And then you can get a thing called a whopper stopper, <laughs> which is so big you cannot physically fit it in your mouth. <laughs> it's, it's like the size of uh, your fist. It's that big. You, 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 it takes you weeks to get through and you just sit there <laughs> licking it like a, I don't know, a, a salt lick block that a cow or a horse would have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in 1979, the Chicago Candy Company Breaker Confections uh, created the Everlasting Gobstopper based from the movies. They licensed the Willy Wonka name in 1971 so all their candy could be merchandised as a tie-in for the film. Um... The Everlasting Gobstopper was very much like a normal gobstopper or a jawbreaker, and it's composed of several discrete layers. Each layer allows for a colour and flavour to change, just like it does in the book. They're available in a variety of flavour combinations and usually have a very chalky centre that's cherry-flavoured, but uh, you can also get chewy centre gobstoppers. The Everlasting Gobstopper resembles the description from the book, and also the 2005 film adaptation, more so than the 1971 film, which was kind of a spiky look. Um, the version from the film is multicoloured, bumpy, and the ones that we have are just cylindrical. Not cylindrical, spherical, round, rounded, like a ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, throughout the year, they would have seasonal variations of gobstoppers, such as gobstopper snowballs and gobstopper heartbreakers which have, uh, they're modelled after different things like um, uh, candy hearts or the gobstopper candy cane, which is like a candy cane shape, but you can suck the outside layer off and get an inside layer. So uh, traditionally, the gobstopper flavours that we get in the, the Wonka brand, which is now the Nestle candy brand, is orange on the outside, then lemon on the inside. Red cherry on the outside, orange on the inside. Yellow lemon on the outside, orange on the inside. Green watermelon on the outside, yellow on the inside. And purple grape on the outside and pink watermelon on the inside. So there you go. That's the the brief history of uh, Gobstoppers. Have you had had them previously yourself? I don't know. (laughs) They look familiar, but (laughs) not quite... The, the, the name gobstopper comes from um, the, the UK slang term for your mouth. So you'd give a gobstopper to someone to, you know, stick it in your gob and be quiet sort of thing. Yeah. But um, uh, gobstoppers have been used in pop culture in more than just Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They pop up in, uh, have you ever seen the TV show Ed, Ed and Eddie? No. It's a cartoon from the late 90s, early 2000s, um, but they have these humongous jaw breakers um, in several episodes, and when they adapted it into a video game, um, it's the main subject of, of the game trying to uh, get through this jaw, jaw breaker. But uh, there's also uh, the Happy Tree Friends, a sadistic um, <laughs> TV series of cute and cuddly, fluffy woodland animals that would... Uh, uh, injure each other in horrific ways, but uh, one episode called Chew Said a Mouthful is about Nutty, 
the squirrel trying to eat a jawbreaker, and uh, he, he ends up, it's almost like a, trying to eat a stone, and he um, breaks open his, his mouth trying to eat it. Pretty gross. <laughs> Um, similar sorts of products out there would be aniseed balls, um, lemon heads, atomic fireballs, which we've had on the show before to a certain degree, the humbug as well, a boiled sweet, but, um, yeah, there's depending on what type of gobstopper you get depends on how many layers there are inside. So these ones that we have are quite small, um, and therefore only have a couple of different flavors in them, which... We will put the spotlight on uh, right after the break, but let us know if you've got any Gobstopper memories uh, on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll be back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time on Afternoon Delight. Normally we would do head-to-head, but uh, there's not really much you can do in the way of a gobstopper um, because basically it's more putting the spotlight on them. So, Max, you weren't too sure whether you've had a gobstopper before. Yeah. Do they they look familiar now that you got them out of the packet? Don't know. Don't know? What, what, how would you describe? What do they look like? They look like Skittles and M&Ms and Smarties and all that. Yeah, but kind of don't have any... Uh, Remarkable branding on the outside. They're almost completely round. Not quite yeah. so. A little bit flat. But um, do you have a preference or prediction of what flavours you're going to get from them? Uh, I don't know. Well, pick a random colour and we'll see what you end up with. Yellow. Okay. Prediction for uh, what yellow flavour will be? Maybe lemon. Um, I'm assuming you would be right in that regard. So pop it in your mouth. Let us know how you go. Now, they are definitely not a chewy lolly. (laughs) They're a very hard outer layer. Um, You don't chew till you get to the middle. You've got to get the the outer layer gone before there's any um, safe risk of being able to chew towards the centre, because you don't want to damage your teeth. I'll let you know that from the outside. But um, flavour for the outside, is it indeed lemon? I think so. I've gone with the purple one, and it's got that very chemical grape taste, like the Hubba Bubba grape. Oh, Um, Moving it around in your mouth doesn't give... Too much. Um, or, although mine started to change colour, it's gone from purple to kind of maroon. Is yours changing? Yeah, mine went from yellow to orange. Okay. Has the flavour changed? No, not really. Mine's meant to go from grape to watermelon. And I can kind of taste a difference. I wouldn't say it's a very strong watermelon flavour. I don't really taste mine. Yeah. I'm, if yours is going to orange, it should be, I'm assuming, um, a an orange. Like you're going from lemon citrus to orange citrus. 
Okay. Would you say there's a distinctive change in flavour? A little bit. I'm actually getting a watermelon flavour now, but apparently the centre's meant to be watermelon. Maybe I'm getting close to the centre. No, still too hard to bite, and I don't want to break my teeth. (laughs) While we're uh, having our gobstopper, why don't we have a listen to the sweetest tune? Because this could take a while to get through. Yes. Okay, Max. Now, uh, the sweetest tune I've gone with today, considering we're doing gobstoppers, traditionally they are to put a new gob and make them stop. So uh, I've chosen a song from the Black Eyed Peas from their Elefunk album of 2003. It was the follow-up to their song Where Is The Love. Can you predict what it might be? Uh, don't know. Not sure. It's a not very nice way to say be quiet. I, it's not It's not the choice I would say if I was asking someone to uh, shut their gob. It is shut up. <laughs> and uh, this is the Black Eyed Peas, our sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. And that is our sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. It is the Black Eyed Peas with a tune called Shut Up. Uh, Coming off the back of our Gobstopper episode, Max, you heard that tune before? Nope. Haven't? Oh, grief. I'm feeling my age now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are almost out of show. It has gone so quickly. I I know that we had all the technical difficulty at the start that ate into it, but uh, we'll be back after this very short break to unwrap the Kinder Surprise. Okay, Max, it is time for us to open up this week's Kinder Surprise and find out what is inside. What do we got? Capsules hard to open this week. <laughs> They've reinforced it, have they? Yeah. Multiple pieces. What do we got? How many? Animal of some sort. Oh, which one, sorry? An animal of some sort. Okay. I don't know yeah. what it is. Are we looking at uh, a uh, mammal, marsupial, bird, reptile? No idea. No idea? What colour are the pieces? It's like grey. Grey, okay. Does yeah. it furry or yeah. scaly? So furry. Grey furry, so it could be like a possum or something perhaps. Are we looking at a long tail, short tail, no tail? Short tail. Short tail, okay. 
And does the head have any particular distinguishing features? Short nose. Short nose. Yeah. Maybe like a bill. Oh, no, bilbies have long tails. Short tail. Short nose. Hmm. Maybe some sort of... Is it round like a wombat or... It's... Um... Got two legs and... Well, four legs that stands on two. Oh, oh, like a... Maybe like a potteroo or something like that. Oh, but that wouldn't be a short tail. Okay. I think you've got me stumped here. <laughs> Gray, gray, short nose, stumpy tail. Hmm, standing on two legs. Quite odd. I can't for the life of me think what that would be. No Wait. clues on the paperwork? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm stumped. Does it, oh, the bush creature or? Yeah. Oh. Very bizarre indeed. I'll let you finish putting it together and see if that gives any other clues. But uh, while you do that, I'll have a quick look back at the Facebook page for the past week. Last week on the show, we were talking golden gay times and uh, the release of the new Aero-inspired chocolates. Um... So, oh, a few people uh, were looking forward to trying out the Golden Gay Time truffle recipe that we shared. Um, and what else have we got here? Tyson said his favourite Gay Time flavour of the new range was birthday cake, but the unicorn one is very nice as well. Marie says some things are perfect and should never be messed with, so she voted for original. Jason also voted for original. Linda says violet crumble. Um, and she's from America. She says, we've got a similar ice cream here in the States that's like the strawberry one, except it's vanilla f- flavoured and the crumb on the outside has some strawberry in it. it used to be my favourite during summer. So uh, thanks for that feedback, folks. You can always jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page throughout the week and uh, let us know if you agree or disagree with our votes and if you've got any suggestions for topics and stuff like that, feel free to do that as well. How'd you go, Max? Did we uh, work out what the heck this creature is? I don't know what it is, but it's all put together. All put together. So is it looking mousy? Is it looking possumy? It sort of... Oh. Well, if it's on two legs, it's probably more kangaroo-ish. Does it's it have... not a kangaroo. Not a kangaroo? Not wallaby no. featured? No. Uh, what about ears and... Like you said, it's kind of got a shorter snout. Does it have long ears, short ears? Small ears. Small ears. I'm completely bamboozled. We might have to take a photo of it and uh, pop it up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, see if people can guess what the heck this creature is. It mightn't even be Australian. That might be the problem. I might be trying to guess something that I've got no idea what it is. (laughs) But uh, that's our time. Thank you very much for tuning in this week for our Gobstopper edition. Hope you can join us again next week from 3, all things going well. And uh, stick around for Australian music is bloody great. Catch you later, Max. Yeah. Bye. See ya. It's right, it's right while waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clearer in the light of day.
looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight 